Hi, and welcome to a brand new episode of the Art of Customer Service brought to you by Digital Compact. My name is Eric van Müller. I'm your host on this show, a former Canoeing World Champion, father of three and founder of SolveMate, a leading platform for customer service automation. On The Art of Customer Service, I talk to experts about what makes good customer service, which tools and practices are relevant, which new technologies are available in the customer service area, and many other exciting topics around a great service experience. If you like this podcast, feel free to let us five stars on the streaming service of your choice. Today's episode on The Art of Customer Service is about happy agents, happy customers. We will deep dive into the relationship between agent and customer satisfaction, as well as we'll discuss what drives agent motivation. So for this purpose, I've invited Carl, co-founder and chief product officer from Helphouse. Helphouse is a consultancy, CX experts, but for the service side. So great to have you on the show today, Carl. You'd like to introduce yourself? Yeah. Thank you, Eric. Yeah, I'm Carl, founder of Help House. I'm a father of two, soon three. Actually, my my wife is due anytime. So, uh, <laughs> awesome. Times. I already got three kids. <laughs> yeah, I might run just if everything goes. So let's hope the birth is taking at least 30 yeah. minutes more. <laughs> <laughs> On a private note, I enjoy biking, working out, working, helping customers achieve better customer service, provide happiness to their customers. So what's your mission at Help House? What are you doing? We enable our customers to provide their customers with great customer service, great customer experience, because that's what drives customers in the e-commerce space to come back to a company. You can compete all you want on price. At some point, the prices will be almost the same. So what differentiates a company from another company will be the customer experience, how you purchase, how you find the items you want, and how is the post-purchase experience. If something goes wrong with the product, it could be it breaks or it disappears in the shipping or whatever. How are the service that I get? How easy is it to get a replacement product and so on? I think we've all been in this situation where we bought something and it was near impossible to get a hold of the company afterwards. You're not going to buy there again. I also like what you just said, that today nearly the prices are everywhere the same. And I think that's not only true in e-commerce, like we are living in a globalized world on a global scale. That means, of course, there was always substitute products. There was always near perfect competition, at least for a lot of services. And the true differentiator, of course, the purchase process. But of course, when something goes right, or also when things go wrong, nobody wants to contact a company. But if you do, this is the chance to make raving fans. So Help House is helping companies to have a better customer experience, especially with service expertise. And what do you see from your experience, the most common struggles these days of customer service teams? Complex system landscapes, especially in, in companies that are maybe a few years old or 10 years old and so on. They have different systems that has built up over time. And the customer service agents need to kind of juggle three, four, five, eight different systems to be able to service the customer. It makes it hard to find the information you need to service the customer. And, and most of all, it makes it very hard to be the agent and also training new agents because everything is special. Oh, that information, you need to find it there, but that information is not there. It's over here. You need to copy paste between systems. It opens up for human errors, human errors that is reflected on the 
care you give to the customer. Makes it hard to gather data around the way you work and the data you need to improve your ways of working. It's all about simplifying, not necessarily having fewer systems, but simplifying the way you work for the customer service agent, make it more simple to find information and share the information with the company so you have better data structure, but also towards the customers. And if you share this information about how to do stuff with your customer, you can actually reflect the tickets. So you can actually avoid customers needing to reach out can get the help by themselves just on your website. Most customers want that because they don't have time to wait for you to reply on a ticket. And here we come to the instant economy and the fact that everyone lives an instant weight of life. And if Netflix doesn't stream for five seconds, I'm kind of getting annoyed, although I'm kind of, you know, everything is there in abundance. Um, you just touched upon some interesting source of agent frustration. So if a client calls and the agent does not have the information available or like you get a ticket, the other dimension was dull work, which you, you call it copy and pasting. And I would say, well, if this is an easy request and I need to go to a different system, I need to pull data, I need to copy and paste things. That's kind of work that is not really satisfying. Like nobody wants to be a human-like robot. And I've talked to agents that say, well, you know, 50th time a day, I'm doing the same thing. This is just annoying. So that was the dimension you touched upon with self-service. So having meaningful conversations and having valuable conversations. Yep. What drives a lot of customer service agents is the ability to actually help the customer. But if you put technology or systems in the way of helping them. It's not great to be the agent in that case because it's more cumbersome than it should be to provide that happiness to the customer. You just answered the question that was on my lips before I even could ask them, which is what makes agents happy? And out of my own experience, I can just say, you know, I was leading a customer service team myself in my former company. Ultimately, customer service agents are very empathetic humans. They want to help. They want to serve. What if you want to serve, but you cannot? That's kind of frustrating. Or you're not getting into the serving mode because it's standard repetitive work. What additional factors can you think of that would drive agents not in the day-to-day -day work, but in the circumstances to make them happy? What's the classic thing about a great work environment? So colleagues, but if we're talking kind of professional stuff, the right tools, so you don't have to worry about what tools you need to find your information to help the customer. Definitely a major driver. Based on your experience, what's more important, agent happiness or customer happiness? I don't think you can take the two completely apart. The happy customer makes the agent happy and the happy agent a better chance of making the customer happy. Kind of a golden circle there, but it can easily break. My wife and I, we wanted to buy a new dinner table. Then we figured out later that day after we ordered it that it wouldn't fit the living room. So we reached out to this company and this is one of the largest retailers in Denmark. So they should know their stuff, right? First off, we were on the phone. I was for four. I like 26, 28 minutes. That's a long time. And I think I got into the queue as number nine. So it didn't seem like they had a lot of volume. I wasn't number 52 or something. So I was hanging there, got a hold of the customer service agent that was very smiling in the phone and she really wanted to help. But when I said that I want to cancel this order, I couldn't find the information on your website to just reach out to you. So I called you. And then she was gone for like four, five, six minutes, obviously, because she needed to either ask a manager or she needed to go into other systems and find my purchase. She couldn't, from my phone number, see my order number. So I had to, to find that in an email and read it out to her. Then she needed to put it in, probably into some other system 
him to, to find me and then to go cancel the order and then get back to me. So I was on hold for the majority of the conversation. She should have spent her time talking to me and the system should have catered for the information to be available to her. She could have spent two, three minutes talking to me, solving my case, and I could be on with my day. And she could be with the next customer waiting in line. They could have made it possible for me to solve the case just on their website. Then I wouldn't even have to reach out to her. I spent a lot of time in the queue. And then again, when I got through, I spent a lot of time in a new queue waiting for her to get done with whatever she needed to do. That's a lot of time doing nothing, right? Nearly everything went wrong in that example. Um, yeah, but she was uh, which... very happy and she really wanted to solve my case. So I don't blame her. No, no, of course, like agents cannot be the most uh, positive persons just trying to help you that day. But on average, I think they should. But just looking on the more managerial or like a customer experience setting system, if you need to wait half an hour, you come frustrated. Everyone comes frustrated. I mean, half an hour. We, we talk about instant economy and everyone's writing yeah, WhatsApp messages. It's a hard start world. for any conversation. Yeah. 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 So, so just looking on the queue first, how can you have a queue? If it's number nine or number 52, that's irrelevant. I know that we internally at our own customer service team, we had a 20 second pickup SLA internally. You need to have enough agents to just cater for the peaks and Peaks are a challenge for customer service teams because there is, you know, some days in the time where people work. So if you have a bigger team, you kind of take off some agents and then you can put more on the phone. So you're going to do like email work or ticketing work on a different time than when there is peak calls. And you can then have an automated call distribution system and more agents can be automatically put on the phone if more calls ring in. But that's quite a complex setup. And that's kind of starts with having an excellent tool to use for call distribution, for call management, for utilization management that just makes unhappy agents if the client needs to wait the same happens also with waiting times if you have a long response times and that's what you had on the phone you just been waiting you told your thing and then she needed to take five minutes to look on that in an ideal world she would have known knowing by the number if that's in your customer profile she should have seen the last orders that's what you said with data availability she should have seen that at least if it's not the same system on the same screen in real time that this order has not been dispatched yet and because it's not been dispatched she could of course cancel it and she should have seen that information in real time and i find this example so good that you just made she should have seen that and told you okay i've seen that thank you very much you don't need to worry this is the point where these this empathetic thing comes and you have a big problem because probably you ordered like an expensive table and you didn't want to have it delivered by truck to your home and then say sorry i don't want to have it she could have taken those two to three minutes that you were on hold and having this empathetic human like and by the way this table is super cool maybe you want to have a different table she could even start consulting you to find the right table for you if that was really good she could have sold you a more expensive one that's kind of an experience that you would remember and tell your wife about and your wife would tell her friends about definitely having the right tools that the company already has working together to provide the information to the customer service agent at the right time can really drive better customer service and better happier agents I think something that you also stressed, and I mean, of course, you are consulting companies to use technology and to be digital and to be cloud first. We cannot highlight enough that technology, at least in my point of view, is kind of the core. Technology makes data available. Technology gets real-time information. What's your experience with clients on understanding that technology is the key? Depends on how old the clients are. We have customers with on-premise mainframe systems from way, way... Is there way, still on-premise in this world existing? You would be surprised. <laughs> yes. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> 
There are. And having really a mix of very old and very new systems, some are cloud, some are on-premise, some is mainframes from the 80s there to turn them off, off because they don't know if they come back on. We need to kind of assemble the information in one place to be able to work with it in a structured way. That way you can kind of plug in new systems or decommission old ones and replace the data with another system. We typically built kind of this data hub man in the middle to be able to serve the data to the customer service. That way we can structure the data and having the data served at the right time, pull up requests from however we identify the customer could be phone number or an email. When you start like a typical consulting project with a client of yours, do you measure agent satisfaction, like EX, employee satisfaction, in contrast to customer satisfaction? If so, are they correlated? Yes, they are very much correlated. We tend to measure it. Sometimes it's very hard to do it because they don't really have the tools needed. We encourage the companies to measure it, both for their sake, but also for our sake, because it's great cases for us to showcase, right? Also in the, in the future co collaboration with the customer, we can also take that conversation and say, you actually improve your or your CX ratings over time. Kind of shows the value of working with customer service experience. We have an old client. It's a streaming service in Denmark. Would you consider streaming old? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, they've been with us since the start. So yeah, an old client, one of our first customers. You mean old in terms of your old clients, not in terms of them owning mainframes from the 80s, because I thought streaming is quite a new technology now, got it. <laughs> no, no, in our world, old. They had 60,000 subscribers when we started working with them. I think 16 customer service agents. Now they have 600,000 subscribers. So they have been through quite a growth, but they only have 17 customer service agents. So what we have really worked with is self-serve for the customers to help themselves. And, uh, and almost 90% of what would have been tickets when we started with them is now deflected. So only 10% get through to the customer service agents. That gives them more time to, as you said, sell up. Or maybe even they actually have time to spend to correct to customers. They call it, I love you calls. So they just call out to customers asking, how are you doing? Do you still like our products? Do you want to have a trial of maybe an expanded package or something? That way they can grow the revenue they have quite substantially using the customer service agents to actually do some of the sales work because they have better time on their hands. They don't get that many tickets as they used to in, in the old days. I need to quickly jump in here. They 10x their subscribers but only add one agent. I just want to repeat for the audience because typically we are also doing customer service and customer service automation on our site at Solvemate. And we typically see companies having a linear correlation between number of subscribers, number of customers, number of orders, number of items sold compared to the number of service agents. All the people try to kind of decrease that by 10, 20%. But you said in four years time, they have basically decreased the contact ratio by 90%. I just want to highlight that for, hey, this is best practice to your listeners. If you want some numbers on it, when we started with them, they had about 60,000 tickets a year. That's one per customer. They now have 150,000 tickets, 0.2 per customer, point something. The same amount of customer service agents that handle 60,000 tickets can now handle 150,000 tickets, simply because of more efficient systems, catering to the customer service, providing the right data at the right time. So the time spent on a ticket is way, way less. 
but also you're not counting self-service. So in, you say, the tickets that you just talked about, if a client helps themselves or works with an automation tool or anything that is not counted in there, right? So it's merely about agent efficiency. They, they had around 150,000 visitors on the help center side previously. Now they have 1.8 million, but that only turns out into 150,000 tickets. Here comes the crux. I think we're now down to the core. If you are having uh, 16 agents, just to stick with this example, and you said 160,000 tickets, that is 10,000 tickets per agent per year, which is around 800 tickets a month, which on a daily basis would be something like 40 if we have 20 workdays. Doing much more tickets a day is getting into repetitive or like you have less time to serve the agent, giving agents enough time to call serve with an agent. I'm coming back to the LFE calls in a second. While, of course, streamlining efficiency, and that's kind of a balance, right? Yeah, and you don't want to wear out your agents either. So it's really a balance of giving them enough time to actually breathe between the tickets. I just want to highlight this balance idea again. It's, of course, about efficiency, but humans, especially service agents, are not robots. So giving time means also giving time to relax and to be in the right mood to make I love you calls. I really like it, by the way. I'm just really considering they just like dial random numbers and tell them, hey, I just want to call you and say, I really like you being our customer. We like you. Just have a positive. We at SolveMate, we call this a meaningful conversation. If you're relieving the agents of the repetitive work with either automation or with more efficient workways or tools or data available, every agent should make three love calls every day or any number that we come up with because it just makes you happy. Um, it makes you happy to say someone you love them. <laughs> yeah, it does. Such it a great work. idea. I would like to tell every service lead to just tell this to make agents more productive or more happy. Yeah, and then we're back to the topic of the day, happy agent, happy customer, right? The circle of customer service is closed, but I'm still having a topic I want to talk about with you. We talked about tools and we talked about efficiency and data, about balancing efficiency and time. We talked about I love you calls. Also, this podcast is recorded remotely. There is more than a year now in a pandemic and more and more customer service will probably also be or stay at home. There's this customer service team spirit, how to keep this up in a more remote world because we're social animals. It really takes a toll on especially the customer service leads and managers having like daily one-to-ones with the customers at help house we have a check-in everyone just having random talk maybe sharing a topic what am i doing today so I'm, I'm doing a podcast today i shared this this morning just to be together with colleagues it's very important going forward we will of course be back in the office we have decided that as soon as we can uh, some are already in the office but i think going forward we will have a lot less customer meetings we will not be going on site with that many customers. I mean, for a lot of reasons, it could be uh, environmental, could also be health reasons, efficiency reasons as well, because our sales team, they can now have maybe six meetings per day where they could only have maybe two because they needed to drive on site. And then we're back to environment. I know video calls are still polluting and whatnot because you have the data centers driving all the video calls and connections, but driving there in a car just maybe one person considerably worse. The new remote world um, is much more environmentally friendly. That's very clear. You know, SolveMate as a company, we will stay remote even once the pandemic ends. I believe it's a new way of working where it's kind of less 
you know, working together. But it doesn't mean, and we wanted to talk about happy agents, that someone cannot be happy doing their job. I think ultimately happiness is driven by the work you do. There is this hygiene factor of you need to have nice colleagues and you need to have a nice environment. But ultimately, the main work that you do, meaning taking calls, writing emails, um, serving customers, that's kind of what should be the core and what should make you happy. And not only from your personal character traits, you know, being a servant, but also to have the time and the availability to make a love you call. So I really like that. What do you think are the next big trends that will impact employee, agent experience and customer experience? Of course, everyone talks about AIs. Imagine calling out as a customer and then talking to an AI without even knowing that it's an AI. There will probably be fewer customer agents in the future because a lot of tasks can be solved with chatbots, conversational bots. But then again, I think definitely looping back to the remote work, a way of working will be how to manage remote work and still stay happy. But in the end, it's all about bringing the smile on the customer's face for the customer service agents. That was a very good summary. Bringing a smile to everyone every day is the core duty of a customer service agent. And in an ideal world, you have happy clients that don't need to wait in a long line, great systems that have data available in real time to be able to find the solution to the customer request very fast, and then to take time for this human empathetic part like we had with your dinner table to consult you, to help you, and ultimately to have the time between tasks, between tickets to do all of your calls. And that's something striking the balance between efficiency and empathetic work. That was Carr from Helphouse. Helphouse is a consultancy for customer experience, especially the customer service side. They're experts. So if you need help and some expertise, call out to Helphouse. That's like help and the house. Thank you, Carl. It was a pleasure talking to you. Yeah, likewise. Thank you for having me. Go.